1: All right, what's going on? It is the wrap-up show. You have me right now. That's because Jim is picking up an air conditioning unit. So I'm going to be with you until Jim hops on. There's a lot to get into. It's the wrap-up show with John and Jim, but without Jim. Uh, We want to hear from you. I mean, there's a lot of frustrated Padres fans out there. We want to hear from you here tonight. Um, Please subscribe if you're a Padres fan, obviously. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at JimRussellSD. Subscribe. Um, become a member. If you want the custom emojis like the Jim Sucks emoji, which is always fun, click the join button down below. And it's a one man band. We appreciate all the super chats. We'll get to every single super. It's tough to keep up on the chat when you're doing a show like this solo. I see some supers have already rolled in. I'll just say this off the top. Um, You know, It's frustrating and there's no other way to say it. It's frustrating. It's hard to really figure out, especially these home struggles. I mean, these home struggles are crazy. Uh, They've scored nine combined runs in their last seven games at home. That's nonsensical. I mean, that makes no sense with a team like this. And, you know, it's not for a lack of starting pitching. You get six innings, one run, you have to win that game. It's as simple as that. We don't need to discuss anything beyond that. And it's happened all too often in the second half of the season. They get six innings, one run, seven innings, two runs, eight innings, three runs, and they don't win. When you get a quality start, you got to win – Eight out of 10 times, and it feels like right now that's a that's a coin flip. They get a quality start. They're winning half the time. You can't get an outing of six innings, one run against the Arizona Diamondbacks, who I know who have been better, and lose that game and get shut out in that game and not even challenge late in a game like this. So we're just getting started. It's the wrap-up show. Again, John Schaefer with you right now. Jim Russell picking up an air conditioning unit for a relationship girl, apparently. Theoretically, that's what he claims um hopefully he'll hop on at some point we appreciate the support of everyone in the chat here tonight we're just getting going and we'll start with the super chats but you know before we get to the supers we'll get into the Juan Soto stuff you know I think it's ridiculous to put this on Soto I really do maybe some of you disagree um you know I think Soto is far from the biggest problem that this team has right now has he been the same player he was in DC maybe not but you know, here's a guy that in 2019, and I got this from Darnay Trip. Actually, his buddy Joey is what he told me is the guy that had it. But I mean, Juan Soto's last 15 games in 2019, he hit a buck 14. And then in the postseason, his OPS was 930. So these are human beings. You know, there are players all across the sport, even great ones Mike Trout, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado. We've all seen it, folks. Guys can have tough two weeks, right? They're human beings like we are. Yeah, Juan Soto's had a tough couple of weeks, but that doesn't mean he's not capable of bouncing back from it. And, I mean, to just to quit on Juan Soto and to boo Juan Soto, I think accomplishes nothing. But that's how I feel about it. Maybe you feel differently. Um, again, we'll get to all the super chats, but Juan Soto is not this team's problem right now. That, that's not the biggest problem. His OPS is over 800. Has he been the same player he was in D.C.? Maybe he hasn't. That's fine, but it's been 26 games. I mean, Juan Soto's not the reason why this team has not played well Since May 25th, or whatever it is. And they're five games under 500 since late May. So you may disagree, you may agree. Get those comments and super chats in. If you want to get the supers in, you can click the dollar sign down below in the chat box. Great way to support this channel. So we're just getting started on this uh, Monday evening. Happy Labor Day. Uh, Happy, if that's possible, after what happened here today with the Padres. Jared, thank you so much for the super. Very, very appreciative. We really do appreciate your support of this channel your membership, the fact that you mod for us as well. We are extremely grateful. So thank you. And thank you for this kind super chat as well. He says, sorry, Jim, who is not here, that I spam the hell out of your Instagram. I get really frustrated watching this horrid team get worked by nobody who had a six ERA and AAA. Then why Matt Beatty is the DH when literally any other player would be better. Um, It's hard to disagree with how Jerry feels. I know a number of Padres fans feel similarly. Happened here today with Ryan Nelson, who goes seven innings, the last four hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. Shouldn't happen with a guy making his major league debut against a lineup like this. It shouldn't happen with Juan Soto and Manny Machado and Josh Bell and veteran hitters like Jerickson Profar and Jay Cronenworth. And it just, that shouldn't happen. Um, it appears woefully underprepared for facing a guy that, they hadn't faced previously. Of course, it was his major league debut, but he's faced. Ryan Triple A had allowed more hits than innings this year in play. Yet today he goes seven for hits, and he does it as efficiently as possible, as he threw just eighty-seven pitches. And in the eighth inning, Ginkel goes nine pitches, and the ninth inning goes. In nine innings here today, the Padres saw, let's see, 106 pitches. Then 12 pitches. The Padres saw an running. Bad. Really bad. Um, inexcusable, especially this time. you can imagine, you're fighting to get him. Brewers won today. You're two games in Milwaukee. You're even with Philadelphia, which means you're in them. Because the Phillies have the breaker over the pot, and there's no case for this. As Arizona played, well, yes, you're running into a team that's playing the last 13 games. They've hit well and they've hit well with men in scoring position, but to not show up, to be listless and lifeless, and not score at home again, they've been shut out in back-to-back home games. The last time they scored was in the fifth inning of a home game three games ago. I mean, they're a different team at home as to the team we've seen on the road this year. And that continues, at least offensively, at least offensively. So thank you again, Jared. Uh, the Matt Beatty thing, I mean, we'll get out, get into over the course of the next hour. I apologize, by the way, for any internet issues I'm having. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I, I said on the radio today on San Diego Sports 760 in the moment with two on, go ahead, run at the plate in the form of Matt Beatty. I said, why the hell would he bat here? Why would he bat for himself? I don't care if he gets a hit. It doesn't make sense. It's bad baseball. Um, he's among the worst hitters in baseball this year. I know the sample size is very small. He might be the worst hitter in baseball this year for a sample size of what he's been able to do this year uh, in terms of plate appearances. Um, he's been awful. I mean, he's had a terrible year. He's hitting under 100. When's his last hit? Was it in April? I mean, he's missed a lot of the year. It's been a triple a a lot of the year. I mean, it's been an abject failure for Matt Beatty, and I have no clue why he's hitting there. Over... Luis Camposano or Eggy Rosario. I know Jorge Afaro wasn't really available. I think he got to the team in the sixth inning here today. I don't know why, um, since they placed um, Drury on the IL earlier today. But I know this bench isn't the best bench in baseball, but you can't bat Matt Beatty in that spot. I mean, why? I, I don't have any explanation for why you would bat Matt Beatty in that spot. Um I can't figure that out. I mean, it's clearly not because of his success against Ryan Nelson. We know that. So that was some mistake. And I don't know if you bat Campisano or Rosario that they come through in that spot, but you got a better chance than Matt Beatty does. That's for sure. Uh, thank you again, Jared, for this super. He says, and for some reason, our hitting coach still has a job. These buffoons swing at balls and watch strike two and three right down the middle. So frustrating. Um, you know, I think it's a lot more than just a hitting coach issue. I really do. Um, you know, there are moments and times. I mean, look at this. Look at this past road trip. Padres scored runs. They hit with men in scoring position. Through the first seven games of the road trip, they're averaging six runs per game, maybe six and a half runs per game. So it's not like they're incapable. It's not like they haven't hit at any point this year. It's just they have not consistently hit for maybe a two week period of time. There have been six or seven days where they've hit, and then they go quiet for a week or 10 days. But in a game like this, four hits, pro far, a couple of doubles. Including a double to lead off the game. They couldn't even move him. Soto popped out, didn't move the runner. That wasn't good. Soto had another chance of the runner, third and two outs, and flied out. That wasn't great. I get it. Um, Machado was 0 for 4 in this game. Josh Bell had a single. Hasan Kim had a single. That was your offense. Um, and you had no walks. You just had no base runners. You had a couple of chances with men in scoring position. You were 0 for 5. Um, more of the same at Petco Park. Is it the hitting coach's fault? I mean, I don't personally believe it is. Is it more the responsibility of the players? I would think so. I mean, you got a veteran lineup here. I mean, how much of this is about Michael Berdar when you got a 30-year-old in pro far? you got Soto, who's as good of a hitter as baseball has seen the last four years. Machado, veteran hitter. Bell, veteran hitter. Cronenworth, who has spent the last three years in the big leagues. Beatty, veteran hitter, who's done nothing. Nola has been in the big leagues for the last three or four years. Grisham has been in the big leagues for the last four years. I mean, this isn't a bunch of rookies that have no semblance of any offensive ability. This is on these individual players to get out of these funks and maybe Michael Berdar can, can help, but we can't put all of this on Michael Berdar. I mean, you switch the hitting coach. They've done it for the last 10 years. Has that solved anything? I don't think so. So thank you, Jared. Uh, Thank you, Ben, for hanging out. Okay. So the update on Jim is this, he is picking up an AC unit for a relationship girl. And he says wherever he's going is kind of shady. So hopefully Jim survives picking up an AC unit. Otherwise, I'll need another co host and we'll go on. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Jim. But we have been available as a backup. So, you know, I'm kidding. Hopefully he makes it back from picking up this AC unit. Man, Jim's getting ripped tonight. Jim is getting ripped. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, Eddie. I mean, he, everyone's a problem right now. I mean, you know, that's out of Machado. You know who are you really counting on? Who are you really counting on other than Machado? I think the bullpen has been blah. I think some of the starters have been good, including Blake Snell. Blake Snell has a two six nine ERA in his last twelve starts, and how many of those games have the Padres won? Not half of them. Someone looked that up for me. Have the Padres won half of Blake Snell's last twelve starts? I'd be surprised if they have. He gets the loss in a game like this, six innings, one run, and don't. This is not Snell. You have to be able to score when you get starting pitching like that. 98 pitches in six innings and one run from Blake Snell should be good enough. That should be good enough. And for whatever reason, it wasn't here tonight. Um, Ben says, uh, so yeah, the Soto thing, I want to get into the booing. Uh, He says, I didn't boo Soto at the game today, and I don't think fans were booing Soto specifically. It's more about the offense not coming through as a whole. And that's fair. That's what I thought too, Ben, by the way, when I saw the tweets rolling in from like Marty Caswell and Kevin Acey um, There were some that were alluding to the fact that Soto was getting booed or, I mean, a spattering or whatever, smattering of booze, whatever the hell the word is. Um, yeah, I don't think that, you know, 40,000 people are taking out their frustration on Juan Soto. But you go back to when he made his debut and the way he was treated in right field and how revered he was like in that moment just 27 games ago to where we are right now. Um It's kind of hard to fathom that we've even reached that point, to be honest with you. It's kind of hard to fathom that we've gotten there. Soto has not performed to his career numbers, but he has an 800 OPS this year, which would be second highest on the Padres. So he hasn't been Manny Machado. He has still not gotten into that offensive groove, obviously. He's got three home runs and six RBIs. I understand it. I understand that. But to put this on Soto, and again, I understand the expectations were through the roof. The hype was unreal. Everyone wants the 1100 OPS one Soto that we saw in 2019 or 2020, excuse me, in the short season. Everyone wants the 2019 postseason season one Soto. He's capable of being that player. Let's see it out. The book is not written fully. There's still another 26 games this year. That's half the number of games as he's already played in a Padres uniform. So, He's going to have to play better than he has. I think that's fair. But, you know, there was a stretch of time where Manny Machado was 650 OPS over 30 games. And there were people that were critical, including Jim. And I said, give it time. These are human beings. They deal with injuries, including Juan Soto, who missed time within the last two weeks because of injury. And maybe is still trying to play through that. Maybe that's a factor, not to make the excuse. But even though he's two for his last 22, 23, he's still getting on base like 34% of the time. Over that period. So they need more production out of Juan Soto, but Juan Soto is not the reason why this team is five games under 500 since May 25th or whenever the day is. It's just not, or he's just not. All right, let me get back to uh, some of these supers. Uh, Yes, sorry about the internet. I think it's better now. My apologies. It's Labor Day. We lost power here today, actually, for three hours when I was at work today, but we have it back, so maybe that's something to do with that. Blame the heat. I have no air conditioning. I'm sweating my ass off right now. Um, And Jared, thank you for the super. He says, John has Jim's internet. Yeah, uh, I see see everyone complaining about my internet. My bad. My bad. (laughs) Do I? (laughs) You want me to turn off the video? Is it back now or not? (laughs) Hopefully it's back now. Hopefully it's back now. JD's third. All right. (laughs) John, you paid by Soto and the Padres. Lots of covering for this awful team. They are under 500 for two months now. No, they're under 500 for a lot longer than two months, JD's third. And I say it every single day. Um, I don't know if there's been anyone more critical of the Padres this year than myself and Jim, if we're being honest, especially for a team that's 12 games over 500 and in playoff position right now. Um, what do you want me to say? What's the alternative? You think so you think soto is a is uh, is bad for this team? You think Soto should be DFA? would You think Soto should sit? You think Soto doesn't help this team? Is that what you'd prefer? I mean, you you think that the books written on Soto? Is that what we think? Soto's no good for this team. This was a bad trade. Is that what's preferred? There's no chance he can come out of this funk. Is that what we think? Um, covering. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not covering for this team. I'm telling you that Juan Soto is not the reason why this team has lost the last three games. He's just not. Um, there's a lot of people accountable for it. Juan Soto could be part of that group, but he is not the reason why the Padres have lost these last three games. Maybe I miss when Juan Soto allowed 12 runs against the Dodgers on uh, Saturday night. Maybe I missed when the plate umpire rung up Trent Grisham in a 5-4 game in the seventh inning on a pitch that was eight inches off the plate. Was that Juan Soto's fault? Um What else here today? You think if Juan Soto comes through in that first inning and moves the runner, the Padres win? You think if Juan Soto comes through later in a 2-0 game, the Padres necessarily win? I mean, what other options do you have? You want to quit on Juan Soto? You think that's better for the team? You think Soto's washed up at 23? You think Soto's not worth the trade or the money? Go ahead. I mean, I can't guarantee you Soto's going to have a good finish this year. I can't do that. Um, I could likely guarantee with health that he's going to, Uh, outperformed this year in 2023 and 2024. Um, But the reason that the Padres are in this spot right now is not because of Juan Soto. He's got the second highest OPS on this team since the trade deadline. So if you want to put that on Juan Soto, put it on Juan Soto. If you want to put it on the manager, I've been very critical of Bob Melvin. If you want to put it on the rest of this lineup that has not been consistent, I'm talking about Jerkson Profar, who's been better, Jake Cronenworth, the catching position, Josh Bell, uh, the injuries, Brandon Drury, Will Myers, right? They haven't overcome some injuries here recently. I think it's all a factor. This bullpen has been average at best, probably below average. The starting pitching has tailed off in the second half of the year from where it was in the first inning. But if it's all in Juan Soto, it's all in Juan Soto, if that's what everyone thinks. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it. Thank you for the super. He says, thanks for the content this year, John. Appreciate you. Heading to Petco tomorrow, pods will be all right. Some people booing Soto want, wanted Snell dfa Great point, Brandon. Great point. And listen, I mean, I was critical of Snell in the moment, and people say, how could you be critical of Snell in the moment? And then people want to know why I'm not critical of Juan Soto right now. Seasons, how many times have you heard me say this? Seasons are long for a reason. These are human beings. Even Mike Trout doesn't perform every single day in identical fashion in his prime for 162. Mike Trout, when he wins MVPs, probably had three-game stretches where he went one for 12. Juan Soto is two for his last 23. He's not one for his last 61. In that two-for-23 stretch, how many times has he gotten on base? Juan Soto walked in front of Manny Machado when he homered in game one at Dodgers Stadium when they scored seven runs and beat the Dodgers 7-1. And you can say, well, we didn't pay him or we didn't trade for a guy that walks. (laughs) You're missing the point. You're missing the point. You say, well, he needs to slug. I agree. He needs to slug. At the end of the day, OPS and OPS Plus are what matters. You need to get on base and or you need to drive in runs. He's been able to get on base. Has he driven in runs at the same rate that you'd want him to do? Of course not. We're not idiots. He has six RBIs and three home runs. But it's not like a player that isn't driving in runs that isn't getting on base. He's still getting on base at a 400 clip. He's a human. Get over it. Damn it. All right. Jim just said uh, he died, which means he's probably still alive. I'm telling him, Chad, it's feisty. All right. Keep the supers coming. John with you here on the wrap up show. We're going to get to all the supers here tonight. Um, I'm going to talk to about uh, Bob Melvin's decision to stick with, uh, with Beatty. Um, We're going to get to all the supers that are rolling in. So hold on. Before we do that though, I do need to tell you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. And to do that, I need to pull up his website. So we need to thank Mark for his dedication to this channel. We don't do this channel every single day without the support of Mark Nimitz. It's as simple as that. Um, We're thankful for the support of our subscribers and members and the people that support this channel in any way, whether it's monetarily with super chats or just by being here each and every day or just by subscribing, the members that have joined to get the emojis and the badges. But thank you, Mark, for your support of this channel. Because if you have auto, home, renters, life, earthquake insurance needs, Mark Nimitz is your guy. He can save you $750 on your insurance needs this year, $750 just by switching to Mark. There's a link to his website down below. I have my homeowners and my earthquake through Mark. Okay. So trust me, Mark Nimitz will take care of everything. If you ever have a claim, we saved thousands of dollars. We had a claim that was literally thousands and thousands of dollars, all new flooring in here, um, all new painting in here. We had all this work done, new cabinetry, plumbing issues. Mark took care of all of it. So We thank Mark for that. Great service and communication. Huge Padres fan. We've been talking all day about the way this team is playing right now, which is not good. But If you have auto home runner's life or earthquake insurance needs, if you want to support a San Diegan, if you want to support a huge Padres fan, the next time you have an insurance need, call Mark and he'll talk to you about the Padres. He'll talk to you about your insurance as well. Mark Nimitz, Farmers Insurance. There is a link down below. and Thank you, Mark, for your support of this channel. All right, guys, as you make your way in, I see my internet issues. I apologize for them. As you make your way in, please subscribe. We have your own Padres content for you. Let me get to another super. This, from, this one from, excuse me, Patman says, uh, these people think we have a different hitting coach on the road or something. They just can't hit it home. Simple. Thanks for the show. Thank you, Patman. Yeah, I can't figure it out. I mean, I don't understand why the Padres have been so inept at home specifically over the last month where they've scored nine runs in their last seven games. I can't explain that. I don't think Bob Melvin or A.J. Preller can explain that. And you can't explain it away by the opponent. Who are they playing? Washington and who else did they play at home that last home stand? Was it Miami? Arizona, guy making his big league debut. He's got a 5'4 ERA and AAA. I can't explain it. I can't. Um, but I don't think it's as simple as saying Michael Berdar doesn't prepare this team to play each and every day. It Could he be part of the problem? I guess so. I guess he could be part of the problem, but you know, I put more of the accountability on the players than I do. Michael Bernard, their 27 year old hitting coach. And again, they've had a million hitting coaches over the last 10 years and none of them have worked out. So it's all of the hitting coaches and not the organization or not the players. I, I don't even know where you start. I mean, I think you start at the top of the organization is where I would start. And if this team misses out on the postseason, there's a lot of explaining to do. I mean, that's a very damning, Situation: If for a second consecutive year, you miss out on the postseason when you were in playoff position for almost the entirety of the year last year, a one in a hundred year collapse, according to Peter Seidler, you're going to have a, another one in a hundred year collapse when you've expanded the postseason from five teams to six teams. Uh, thank you, JD's third. He says we fans have a right to boo Soto and team, so we will. Well, of course. I mean, I'm not telling anyone how to be a fan. I'm from Philadelphia, dude. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. I don't think Soto is deserving of booze. Um, by the way, you can think whatever you want on Soto. That's fine. Soto's going to get his 500 million dollars. He's going to get his money. So if you don't think he he uh, has deserved it or earned it, or you don't think he's going to get it, you don't think the Padres should pay it, that's fine. They may not. I mean, what are the odds that the Padres pay $500 million to keep Juan Soto? It's probably low. So, like I said a month ago, enjoy him while he's here, or we could get all hot and bothered about the way he's played for 26 games and pretend like he's the reason why this team is where they are with his 800 OPS. Um, so, yeah, you could do whatever you want, absolutely. I mean, you can you can pour water on your head, right? I'm not going to tell you what to do. You can do whatever you want, obviously. Um, people buying tickets have the right to do whatever the hell they want. Um, I find it a little uncharacteristic of Padre's fans to see Juan Soto getting booed if I'm being honest. and again, I don't know if it's Soto. I saw what Ben said earlier. I think it's more being frustrated as a you know as a fan base about what we're seeing, and I get that 100 percent. I mean, I, I sit here as frustrated as anyone each and every night. I really do. um I'm frustrated if this team misses the postseason. I mean, how do you explain that? And who takes the accountability for it? I mean, someone's going to have to, and everyone's going to share in the blame if this team misses the postseason. But here's the thing. They haven't yet missed the postseason. They're in playoff position, albeit tenuous. They're two games up. Three, if you include a tiebreaker against Milwaukee, with 26 to play. And it's not easy. I have said for weeks and weeks and weeks, they um, they will need to earn it. I have said that for weeks and weeks and weeks they are going to need to earn it and it's true they're going to have to earn it 26 games to play 6 against the Dodgers 3 against the Cardinals 2 against the Mariners games in Colorado games in Arizona it's daunting it really is daunting um and yes 100% Jet. it's not good you're two games better than the Nationals since the trade of course the Nationals are playing for absolutely nothing um and the Padres are playing for for everything uh Actually, it does, Gus. I mean, OPS does drive in and score runs because it's on base plus slugging. So, yeah, it actually does do that, contrary to a popular belief, believe it or not. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know if it's spoiled, Alex, and thank you for the super. I mean... I just think it's a little bit of like, what have you done for me lately? Like, guys, I mean, is this our first time, you know, I mean, come on, it's been 27 games and the guy's got an 800 OPS. His career OPS is over 900. He doesn't have a 400 OPS. You can have an 800 OPS for a month and a 1,000 OPS for another month and it averages out to 900. Would you take that? Padres have one player with an OPS higher than Juan Soto this year. His name is Manny Machado. So again, he hasn't lived up to the trade as of yet but you didn't trade them for 26 games you traded them for two and a half years so if it doesn't work out again you we can blame whoever we want you want who are you gonna blame at the end of the year you want to blame tatis blame tatis you want to blame soto blame soto who cares who you blame at the end of the day if they're out they're out we can we can play the blame game for six months um you know but i, I it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting at the end of the year if the padres missed the playoffs by two years and one soto in a padres uniform as an 828 OPS and a 140 OPS plus in the Padres uniform. If he takes the blame for the Padres missing the postseason, season, um, that's, that would be an interesting thing. That would be an interesting thing to, uh, to watch. Let me see. I'm trying to get to some supers here. All right. Thank you, Jared. He says, uh, seriously, when is Bob Melvin going to stop sticking up for Preller's bad decisions? Having Beatty bat three or four times a game before Grisham is a wasted inning. I cannot, and this is more of the point for me here today. Um, this is more of the point for me here today. The manager's job is to put his team in a best position to win throughout the course of the game, right? In-game decision-making. And there you are, you know, facing Ryan Nelson, left for dead, and all of a sudden with two outs in the seventh inning, you've got two on. You've got two on and two out for map eighty, and you let him bat for himself, which is baffling. Okay, we talk about OPS. He's got a 333 OPS. He's got a four OPS plus. I've never heard of that number. Major League Average is 100. He has a four. He's 96% worse than Major League Average this year in OPS, and somehow he bats for himself. I know Bob Melvin had some type of explanation tonight post game saying, well, if Luis Campusano was going to bat in that spot, then I would have just started Luis Camposano as DH. I can't really fathom leaving Matt Beatty in that spot. Even if he comes through, I would have been like, man, that is pure luck that he came through in that spot. Um, The Beatty experiment should have ended a long time ago. I don't know what else they have in the system. They activated Jorge Alfaro here today. Uh, We know that Brandon Drury is on the seven-day concussion IL. We know that Will Myers is nicked up. I would assume that when Drury comes back, Beatty is gone. That would be my assumption. But for Beatty to get a start here today, tells you about where this team is, I guess. With this roster, you can't DH Map Beatty. You just cannot do that. Um, I mean, the, the Diamondbacks are DHing a guy, Josh Rojas, with a 760 OPS. And you're DH'ing a guy that has like one hit since April. So that to me is the definition of insanity. You're asking yourself for trouble even playing Matt Beatty in these meaningful games, but then to bat him in that spot with two on and the potential winning run at the plate. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, I can't explain that. You know, I've said it before. I've said it probably within the last month. I think Bob Melvin this year deserves some of the criticism that has been thrown his way. I don't see how he's been any different, if I'm being honest, than previous Padres managers. I don't. I think if previous Padres managers had this starting rotation and this lineup with Manny Machado and Juan Soto and Josh Bell, they would have a comparable record. That's my two cents. I mean, could they be two games worse or two games better? Yeah. Yeah. I just think from an in-game perspective, he's left something on the table and to some extent a lot to be desired. Um, Has he done a better job with this clubhouse and keeping this team together? Maybe. Maybe that's been his value. I think he says the right things to the media. I don't think it's been some abject failure. I don't think every single day we're scratching our head like what on earth is he doing. But this to me doesn't make any sense. This to me does not make any sense. Matt Beatty batting for himself. Representing the go-ahead run in the seventh inning, where you can run into a ball and change a game. Who's got a better chance of running to run uh, into a ball? Luis Campisano, Eggy Rosario, who's in like witness protection. I didn't even realize he was still on the roster. Guy was absolutely raking in AAA. Can't get on the field. Matt Beatty. What has he done to earn the opportunity to play for this team over Campisano and Rosario? And people want to people say, well, you know, campisano you know, hasn't yet performed at the big league level. Rosario hasn't yet performed at the big league level. They haven't been given opportunities. I mean, what are you asking of these players in eight, 10, 12 plate appearances? And yeah, so Matt Beatty hit 270 last year for the Dodgers. Well, he's a shell of that player. If he did, in fact, hit 270 last year for the Dodgers. I'm not sure if he did or not. Um, Jared, thank you again for the super. He says, anyone would get booed, 19 in a row retired. Was it that many, by the way? Because he allowed that pro-far single, excuse me, double in the first. And then was the next Padres hit was when? Was it really 19 in a row? I didn't realize it was that many. I thought it was fewer than that. But whatever it is, 14, 15, 19. It's Ryan Nelson in front of 40,000 people. You can't shake him at any point. No. I mean, he was cool, calm, collected, ahead through no pitches. 11 or 12 pitches per inning. And that's happened a lot this year. You got a former Cy Young Award winner and Blake Snell opposite ryan nelson and you can't beat him and it's not because of snell can't blame snell uh gus thank you for the super and thank you guys for hanging out if you're a padres fan we have uh year-round padres content for you please subscribe smash that like button for us follow us on twitter at john chafer at jim russell sd please consider becoming a member we appreciate all the members here you get the emojis and the badges and also please uh if you want to make sure i get to your comment if you want to support this channel please click that dollar sign down below and uh we'll get to all the supers like this one right here from Gus. So thank you Gus for the super. He says Soto isn't the problem, but he is brought to be he was brought in to be a solution and he's failing at that. Leave it to San Diego to bring in the best player to become mid. Listen, I'm not going to sit here. I've said this like 30 times over the last 2 days. I'm not going to sit here and say that Juan Soto has had a career month. He hasn't. The difference between Juan Soto and other players in baseball is when they have a bad month, Soto still was able to to help in some form or fashion, where other guys fall off a cliff. So, under the assumption, based on career numbers over the last four years, that Soto will return to form at some point, hopefully there's enough time for him to do that this year in these 26 games. And oh, by the way, if they make the postseason, he can hit in the postseason. Did you see what he did in 2019? He hit and hit for power, had the 930 or 935 OPS in the 2019 postseason. So, like, Yes, he hasn't performed to the level you hoped him to perform to, undoubtedly. But if you look at Bell in D.C. to Bell today, the numbers are worse. Drury in Cincinnati to Drury in San Diego, the numbers are worse. So he's one of a number of examples of players that have not fully performed to their abilities in their first one month in a Padres uniform. And Of course, we've said that for years and years and weeks and weeks and months and months and months with some of these players. We have. All right, let me get to uh, this from Cam. Cam, thank you for this very generous super. Really do appreciate it. Thank you for your membership as well. Uh, Cam says, we are all just frustrated with this Jekyll and Hyde team, especially the offense at home. It's not Soto's fault, and anyone will take him. He will be better and more worried about the bullpen, back-end rotation, and support. Um, Okay, yeah, he'll be better, and and he's more worried about the bullpen, back-end rotation, and support. I mean, take out your blame wherever you want to take out your blame. I'm not telling you how to be a fan. I'm telling you how I see it. (laughs) I'm telling you how I see it, having watched each of the – how many games have the Padres played this year? Each of the 136 games the Padres have played this year, having watched every single one of them, having watched essentially every game over the last six Padres seasons, having the experience of having worked in baseball for 15 years. You can blame whoever you want. We can blame Bob Melvin. I'm I'm certainly one of the people that will do that. You can blame Fernando Tatis Jr. for testing positive. That's fair and reasonable. You can blame Juan Soto for the way he's played since the deadline. You can blame Josh Bell. You can blame Joe Musgrove's second half. You can blame Sean Manaya for being falling off a cliff. I and mean, we can blame whoever we want. At the end of the day, it's, it's kind of a blame game. Um, really, what the Padres and AJ Peller need to be concerned with is figuring out a way to get this team back on track. And the way I would have gotten this team back on track within the last month is I would have moved I out of the rotation a month ago. What I would have done to get this team back on track, I wouldn't pitch Josh Hader in save situations. Now it worked out a week ago in San Francisco. He led another run here today. Um, what I would do to get this team back on track is not bat Matt Beatty in the seventh inning representing the go-ahead run or even start him in a game of this magnitude. So I think there's some things that they could do if they're looking themselves in the mirror. Um Will they necessarily work? No, there's no guarantee that those work. There's no guarantee, by the way, that if Manny Machado had three hits tonight or Juan Soto had three hits tonight. Remember Juan Soto yesterday reached base safely four times before you you know, you know have him walk the plank. He reached base safely four times yesterday, had a 370 on base percentage over his last six games, even though he was two for his last 23. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we can blame a lot of a lot of individuals here. I agree with you. I think the bullpen has been below average um i think the back of the rotation is concerning and i think the offense at home has been a big problem up and down the lineup soto included machado included if you look at these last seven or eight games this padres offense at home just has not been good has not been good all right so thank you again cam for that very generous super appreciate you guys again hanging out let me get to the super from alex um, actually, right before I get to this, Alex, I'm going to get you in a moment. I do want to remind our viewers of our partner Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. If you have mortgage needs, please get in contact with Omar. He's here to help all Padres fans with their mortgages. He's got a brand new website, which is a great resource for anyone, first-time home buyers, people interested in refinancing. Everything you need, all in one site. LoansbyOmar.com. You can scan the QR code on the screen, or go to LoansbyOmar.com, or text Omar at six one nine. 387 That is 619-387-7798. Whether you're looking to buy your dream home or refinance to consolidate debt, if you're in the process of buying or refinancing and you want a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best deal possible, just call or text Omar. You're going to get a free consultation. Make sure to click on that education tab. It's in the top left corner of Omar's brand new website, loansbyomar.com. First time home buyer's People interested in refinancing. Again, he's a San Diegan, a huge Padres fan. Went to San Diego State. If you have mortgage needs, go to loansbyomar.com and please support Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. All right, guys, let's get back to the chat. I'm calling it a feisty chat here tonight. Let me get to that super that just rolled in a moment ago from Alex that I think I've now lost track of, Alex. Here it is. I think this is the one. All right, so Alex, thank you. He says, Melvin trusts too many guys, how they played in the past. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something there if you're referring strictly to um, to Beatty. Yeah, the Beatty thing, again, I mean, you're just trying to play favorable matchups, right? You're trying to put your team in the best position. Um, and I don't think there's anything I've seen from Matt Beatty this year that would give me faith that he is reliable in that spot. I mean, literally not one thing. He has one RBI this year. He's hit under 100. He's got an OPS of 300. He has missed time due to injury. He has spent a bulk of the year in AAA. He's been recently recalled. Most would argue why he's even on this roster. So I I don't understand it. I don't understand it. If, If Beatty comes through there, great. If someone else comes through there, great. I'm not saying it's the difference between winning and losing, but it can be. We've all watched baseball long enough to know that it can be. You're one moment away in that spot. How many more chances are you going to get to bring the go-ahead run to the plate? Let me answer that for you. Padres never had another chance in the game to bring the tying or go-ahead run to the plate. So that was it. You get one chance at an opportunity like that. You either make the most of it or you don't. So they stuck with Beatty for whatever reason. He didn't come through. You could have had Manny Machado there. There's no guarantee he comes through. You could have had Shohei Otani there. No Guarantee he comes through, but I want the more favorable matchup. What would I prefer between Beatty and Campusano? Campusano. What would I prefer between Beatty and Rosario? Rosario. You know, I, I get it. You know, they, the bench isn't the strongest bench in baseball. It's not. That's not Bob Melvin's fault. Um, Bob Melvin's it's not Bob Melvin's fault that Brandon Drury is on the IL, it's not Bob Melvin's fault that Will Myers is nicked up. But in that situation, you got to say, Well, what gives me the best chance to win? And I don't see how it's Bob Melvin. Um, Jared, thank you for the super. So Sam wants to blame Preller. Um, A couple of weeks ago, we came on and said, hey, it's going to be hard to be critical of AJ Preller. This is Jim and I. um, Based on the moves that he made, have the moves worked out the way he expected them to work out? Not yet. They haven't. That's an accurate and truthful statement. They haven't worked out the way he expected them to work out, whether it was Hayter, obviously. Uh, Bell and Soto, not necessarily. Uh, Drury, not necessarily. So, you know, we'll see. At the end of this year, and the year is not over, 26 games is still a good portion of your season out of 162. You still have over 15% of games. So it's just over 15% of games is not nothing. And you could argue that this 15% of your schedule is as taxing and challenging as any you've played this year with the Dodgers and the Cardinals and even the Giants who are playing good baseball and the Mariners and the Diamondbacks, and the Rockies. There's no breather in there. Play well or risk being left out of the postseason? Could you get lucky? Yes. Philadelphia could fall off a cliff. Milwaukee could fall off a cliff. It's possible. But what if they don't? What if those teams go eight and two over a 10 game period or even seven and three? And you go four and six or worse? Then you're in a position where you're on the outside looking in. And I just don't know if we're going to have faith in this team if they fall a game or two out with 10, 11, 12 games to play. And you think they're playing tight now at home. What's going to look like? when they've got their last nine games of the season at home. I mean, 18 of their final 27 are at home, and I don't even know if that's a good thing. 18 of the final 27 at home, including today. And, you know, there's still six games over 500 at home, so it's not like they've been this terrible team at home. But it doesn't seem like they've played well recently. I want to say they're 2-5 and in their last seven games where they've scored – Just nine runs, Nick. Thank you for the super for saying this. Thanks for working on a holiday, John. We love you. I appreciate you, Nick, and I appreciate everyone's opinion here in the chat. Listen, you know, you know me. If you've been here for more than a hot minute, you know. I mean, I I speak on this because I'm passionate about it. We can agree to disagree. It's it's not personal at all. I'm fine with anyone saying whatever they want about the Padres. I've I've been as critical as the Padres as anyone. I mean, if you heard me last year talking about the Padres and AJ Preller, I was calling for his his job at the end of last year. Um, I thought the manager should go last year and he did. I thought last year's stretch, the writing was on the wall in August and it was. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm far from a Padres apologist. I think most people realize that Um, when it comes to Juan Soto, I'm not, I'm not willing to make any definitive statements off 27 games. I think it's utter stupidity. That's my personal opinion. Um, I could be wrong. You know, I mean, (laughs) I admit that I could be wrong. Sure. Juan Soto could be bad down the stretch and he could be, Uh, It could turn out to be a bad trade. It's all a possibility. It's sport. It's baseball. Um, But I'm taking my chances with Juan Soto over the cast of characters they had before they had Juan Soto. I'd make that trade every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, And I would do it again. Even if I knew all of what I've known, all of this, even if I knew that over the first 27 games, this is what he would do, I'd make the trade again. And I would double down. And even if it doesn't hit down the stretch in 2022, I'd make the trade in the off season and I'd double down because you're in the business of trying to win at the highest level. You need upside. Everything the Padres have tried previously to win never works, 50 plus years, right? Every excuse in the books. Uh, we can't win a small market. Oh, now we spend, but I mean, they've tried everything, right? They've literally tried everything. What's up, Chris? <laughs> um, so why not take big swings? I mean, big swings don't guarantee that you hit all the time but this team might miss the postseason and win the world series in 2023 this team might make the postseason this year and be out in the first round or make the world series nobody knows i mean nobody has any clue how this turns out but am i going to give up on Juan Soto based on 27 games not me some people will and that's fine you know
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app
1: Uh, Jared, thank you again for this very generous super. Jared says this. uh, He says, sorry for being so negative. I love you, John and Jim, too, I guess. (laughs) Just so frustrated with this team. Melvin has been horrible with coaching decisions, but this team needs to stop looking at strike three. Yeah, offensively, they're just in a funk. I mean, specifically at home. I didn't think they were in a funk in Kansas City against bad pitching, scored 24 runs. I didn't think they were in a funk against Carlos Rodon and Webb in San Francisco, scored some runs. but..." Didn't look good the last couple of days in LA didn't look good here today playing this afternoon game and Merrill Kelly tomorrow, Joe Musgrove. I mean, this is why you pay Joe Musgrove $20 million a year to win games like this. And it's a game they could use against a diamondbacks team that has nothing to lose. Obviously they're playing their best baseball in years under Tory Lovello. They were 50 games under 500 last year. They're now what four games under 500 shoot. If you look at the standings, Arizona, as stupid as this sounds, I mean, they're not completely buried from the wild card race. They're seven and a half games out. I mean, it would take like some ridiculous, like 20 and five run to get in the conversation, but you know, if Arizona comes here and not just wins this series, but sweeps this series, you're giving them a little bit of life to believe that they could do something and play spoiler or even more than that down the stretch. So it's imperative that the Padres win at least a game in this series. And if you really want to end the Diamondback season, you need to win the next two days, and that's not going to be easy. Um, and they're going to have to play, obviously, a lot better than they played today because today they had no shot because they did nothing. I mean, literally nothing. Blake Snell could have tossed a shutout in this game, and they might still be playing, and they might have lost, you know, once the bullpen came on for extra innings or whatever. Because the Padres didn't score, and that's happening way too often at home. They've been shut out six times at home this year. Six times. It's a huge number out of 60 home games that's a huge number um Alex thank you for this generous super he says stubbornness will be the downfall of this team that's an interesting way to look at it um stubbornness will be the downfall of this team I mean I guess it's a possibility you know I I don't know ultimately like if I could put my finger on it I would I think there's a little bit of um you know playing tight at home I think we've definitely seen that. Um, I think there's a little bit of, you know, this team in terms of pitching hasn't been the same team in the second half of the year. So we harp so much on the, on the hitting. And I think we should, I think the hitting has been really bad at home um, as evidenced by nine runs in their last seven home games. I mean, that's as bad as you can be. The only time, in fact, that's the worst seven game home stretch in franchise history. The only time they scored nine runs in six consecutive home games was the first six home games they ever played Back in 1969. So they're in the midst of their worst offensive home stretch in the history of the franchise, going back to 1969. Think about that. So that's how bad they have been on offense over the last seven games. And I would tell you that it's more than just the offense because now you're asking the pitchers to be perfect and that's not reasonable or realistic. Um, where, you know, Darvish and Snell have been good, Musgrove and Clevenger have reverted a little bit, Manaya obviously has been terrible. The bullpen has been up and down. So your bench is nothing. Injuries are a factor. Your best players aren't performing to the best of their abilities, right? As we've all said. So it's, there's so much right now. It's not just one thing. You can't put your finger on it because it's so much right now. And and that's the problem with it, that if, if it could be fixed easily, I feel like it would have been fixed. And they tried to, fix it unconventionally with trades for juan soto and and others and it still hasn't been fixed (laughs) um yeah maybe i mean he wouldn't have been worse than zero for three today jared thank you for the super he says he'd start jeremiah's cat over matt Beatty. i don't know if jeremiah's cat is a switch hitter or you know tabby or what type of cat it is but yeah i mean maybe the cat would have gotten well, I don't want the cat getting hit by a pitch. That would be bad for the cat, to be honest with you. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, J.D.'s third. Maybe. I mean, th- there's, there's a lot to this. There's something to be said for something like this. Padres, organizationally, maybe don't have the same culture that other organizations have, the same winning pedigree, um, the same ability to mold like other organizations have. Maybe. in last year, the Braves acquired like four outfielders at the deadline. They won the World Series. You know, this year the Padres made a, I don't know, once in a generation trade for a player of Juan Soto's caliber and hasn't worked out the way we all thought it would these first 26, 27 days. Is that AJ Preller's fault? It could be. Is it Juan Soto's fault? It could be. Is it Bob Melvin's? Is it the team's? I mean, maybe it's a combination of everything. Maybe it's a combination of all these things. Um, I don't know. It's a possibility. All right, while we have a moment, I do want to remind you about our great deal we have going on right now with uh, Aura. So ORA.organic, if you want 30% off your very first order, click this Build Your Routine button down below. You're getting 30% off your very first order. Plant-based nutritional products, good for you and your spouse and your children and your family and your friends, probiotics. I take one every single day. I took one this morning. Uh, They have proteins that you can take after workouts. I was at Orange Theory earlier today. Had some Aura post-workout supplement today. They have pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. They have sleep pills. They have immunity pills. I mean, they have something for everyone. 30% off your very first order. Click the shop button. You can browse as you watch the wrap-up show. Build your routine. 30% off your very first order. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge Padres fan. They have offices in Liberty Station. He's a San Diegan. So if you support this channel, if you've been with us each and every day, or if you're new to this channel and you're looking to get healthier, please check them out, ORA.organic. Again, that is ORA.organic. And we appreciate the support of Aura and Will at Aura.organic. All right, guys. I mean, what else? Uh, Let me just see some of my notes here for tonight. Here's the exact stat, by the way. I mentioned this earlier. I know the exact stat. So Soto's last 15 games of 2019 and Soto's last 15 games, I don't know, he's hit 150-ish here. Um, Last 15 games of 2019, 114 batting average, 339 on base, which is very similar to now, 182 slug. So no slug, right? Over that 15-game stretch. Literally no slug. Single-sitter, basically. Maybe some doubles in there. In the uh, the the uh, postseason, 2019 postseason. So after his last 15 games, hit 277 in the postseason, 373 on base, 554 slug. So in my opinion, now is not the time to quit on Juan Soto. Let's see it out. Let's have a little bit of faith. Who knows if he's even fully healthy right now? And hopefully, he can get back to being fully healthy. He missed was it four consecutive days or five consecutive days before the Kansas City series started? And oh, by the way, since He's, you know, returned these nine or 10 games. He hasn't been very good. Is there a correlation or not? I don't have the answer. He's not going to tell us, just like Manny Machado wouldn't tell us. And Machado had that stretch where it appeared to be a more serious injury. Machado really didn't play great for 30 or 40 days. And then all of a sudden, maybe he got healthier or maybe everything just clicked again. And he's hit. And he's a big reason why the Padres had a good finish to August and are in playoff positioning. But Soto has played 27 games. There's 26 games remaining this year. Let's see what happens over the next month, and let's see if um, he can play better than he has. I mean, we know he can, and we'll all laugh. We'll all be laughing. And if Juan Soto carries this team for a ten-day stretch, that's all they need. They don't even need twenty-six days. They might not even need ten days. If he gets hot for eight, nine days, and can help this team go six and two, seven and one, seven and two um, over a period of time, that's more than enough. Then they're going to be in really good shape. That's what we're looking for. Let's see a week and a half from Juan Soto where he slugs 500 and where his OPS over 10 game stretches, you know, 900 to 1,000. He's capable of being that player. Hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. And thank you, J.D.'s Third, for your support. Um, And, again, I appreciate your interaction. I appreciate your opinions and thoughts on it. I'm not saying I'm right. I I could absolutely be wrong. And if Juan Soto goes in the tank the rest of this year, you know, I'll tell you he's got to be better in 2023, and then we'll all laugh in 2023 when he is, and you'll say, oh, my gosh, John – Schaefer quit on Juan Soto. He said he needs to be better. I mean, that's how this works. It's day in and day out. It's cyclical. Um, it's hard to make sweeping judgments in baseball because you can have a good day and a bad day and a good week and a bad week and a good two weeks and a great three weeks. And that's why it's really hard to get your pulse on an individual player at any one point over the course of a season. Um, JD's third saying, uh, thanks for being here, John. You're appreciated. You're appreciated, man. You really are. Appreciate you hanging out. I do. Uh, He should be fine. He absolutely should be fine. And Eddie, we should ask Will. I mean, I hope so. I really do. And thank you, Michael. That's very kind of you. That's very kind. I'm appreciative of everyone here. And these are honestly, these are my favorite shows, to be honest with you. I love the interaction. I love the back and forth. It's easy to do a show when things are great. It's easy to do a show when a team sucks. That's not what's going on here. This team is not playing great baseball. This team does not suck. Still 12 games over 500 without Fernando Tatis Jr. We forget about that. We said all spring that, hey, you know, stay hover, stay around 500. When Tatis gets back, get going. And he never came back. was hurt for 100 games or more. The PED pop for the last 40 or 50 games or whatever it is of the season. So that's where I will say, in Bob Melvin's defense, he's done it without Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, he got reserves, he got Juan Soto, he got Josh Bell, he got Brandon Drury, he got Josh Hader, and it hasn't worked out. Um, but when you consider they haven't had a top-five MVP candidate for 140 games this year, and they're still in a playoff position, now I know the playoffs have been expanded, and I know they haven't played great for three months, but this isn't the worst team in baseball, and this isn't the best team in baseball, and that actually makes it maybe a little more... I don't know, enjoyable to talk about because there are flaws here that need to be addressed and fixed. But this isn't a team that is, you know, 40 games under 500 either and a team that had no chance at any point all year of reaching the postseason. And maybe that's why it's also a little bit frustrating because you know that this team is capable of getting into the postseason. You know that if they get in, maybe they could make some noise. I think Jeff Passan recently said that. What was the word he used? Something about... The fact that they're like the hardest team in baseball to figure out because they can look really bad. They can look really good. And is it inconceivable to think that they could play well for two or three weeks in October with Juan Soto and Manny Machado and Joe Musgrove and you Darvish and Blake Snell? I don't think it's inconceivable, but have they showed us any reason to believe that they will do that for two or three weeks over these last two or three months? Not really either. Uh, Cam, thank you for the super. And thank you for saying this. He says, uh, thanks for having us vent, John. Let's just get into the playoffs somehow. Prayers emoji. I mean, listen, this is just as much of an event session for me as it is for you guys here today. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, I didn't think the team was overly prepared for this game. When you allow a guy making his major league debut to do this to you, something went wrong. And you can say, well, they've never faced him. But there's tape on him. He spent the whole year in AAA, and his numbers were below average. So for Ryan Nelson to go seven innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts, that's on you. I mean, you can tip your cap a little bit, but that's on the Padres. And when Blake style goes six innings, allowing one run, you need to win. I've said that so often in the second half. When this guy goes six innings, two runs, you need to win. Now, again, if it's, if it's you know the Dodgers and the Dodgers come back on you in the eighth or ninth inning or you're playing the best team in baseball, if you're losing to the Yankees or you're losing to the Dodgers and it's more of a facet of the schedule, and that's understandable. But when you're losing to teams that you are as good as, including Arizona, even though Arizona is playing well right now, that's where it becomes even more frustrating, in my opinion. Uh, We've talked about this too, Boogie, I mean, and I agree. Listen, Manny and Soto need to carry the load, and to some extent have carried the load, specifically with Manny Machado, right? And Jim always harps on the others. I mean, the others, you're good at where is that two-home-run game from anyone here this season, whether it's Soto or Machado. Just give it to me from a, anyone. Where's Jay Crono's, you know, four-RBI game? Where's Josh Bell's home-run double four-RBI game? Where's Hassan Kim? Hassan Kim's been better than average on the whole. Um, where's Trent Grisham's three-RBI game? Where's Austin Nola's three-RBI game? I mean, they've been so few and far between that if you're asking Machado and Soto to do the heavy lifting day in and day out, are we asking too much? Potentially, right? Potentially. Let's see here. (laughs) Thank you, Pedro. Grateful for that. I don't think, I don't think so. Honestly, I I don't think it's, it's been a bad few days. It has, but I don't think it's as simple as saying that. By the way, Jim just texted me the story I have, dot, dot, dot. I can only imagine what Jim has been up to. Thank you, Jared, for your generosity throughout the course of this season and specifically tonight. Um, he says, F the curse, and I love John. I appreciate you. We love you too. Everyone here, live or on replay. Um, we'll laugh about this at some point when this team gets going, or we'll cry about it when they don't. But, you know, I think the Padres still have a a good shot to get in. It's far from a guarantee. It is far from a guarantee. I'd be lying to you if I thought there was a guarantee the Padres would make the postseason. I don't feel that way. And it's hinging on each and every one of these games and each and every one of these series. And they cannot afford to have this three-game losing streak stretched to six. They just cannot. The bleeding has to be stopped immediately. And they need to find a way. To play like they did in Kansas City and San Francisco, we just saw it a few days ago. They need to get back to that. Again, they don't have to be perfect. They played a horseshit game in Kansas City Sunday, and they still had a really good week. So this is not a perfect team. I don't know if they're capable of that eleven and two run like we've talked about obsessively since May. Like when are they going to go? You know, eleven and three over a fourteen game stretch? Well, they have their six and one. Maybe that's as good as they're capable of playing right now. We're looking for one more of those. We're looking for a five and two stretch against now decent baseball teams. And we can all, you know, laugh at Arizona and say, how are we getting beaten by Arizona? But Arizona, it's not about who you play. It's about when you play, who you play. So they're 10 and three in their last 13. They They've hit 330 with men in scoring position over those 13 games. Their starter ERA over their last 13 games is like three. Thankfully, the Padres aren't facing Zach Allen who's got that uh, 41-and-a-third-inning scoreless streak. I'm assuming they'll see him down the stretch because there's a four-game series, I believe, still to come in Arizona. So, like, it's about when you play these teams. And, unfortunately, the Padres are catching Arizona when they're playing good baseball. But as much as it's about who you're playing, Padres got to play to their abilities down the stretch. And that's where it's been disappointing. And that's where I wish the manager maybe had more of a role on this team. Not to say he's had no value. I think he's been somewhere between the best managers in baseball and the worst managers in baseball. I don't think he's a top 10 manager this year. I don't think he's a bottom 10 manager this year. I think he's somewhere in between. And, you know, will that be good enough? At the end of the day, we're going to find out over the next 26 games. That's all it is. 26 games, which, again, like I said, is 15%, 15% of the season, roughly. Um, thank you, Ben, for hanging out. Ben, love your interaction on social media. Everyone's interaction on social media. Please follow me at John Schaefer if you want to do more of this 24 hours a day. J O N S C H A E F F E R. Thank you for the Supers. Appreciate all your support. Click that dollar sign down below. I'm um, going to go for a handful of extra minutes here tonight because I know you guys are worked up. So am I. I watched this entire game today. Jim and I watched this entire game sitting in the studio, talking about it on air. Um, got in the car in the eighth inning, listened to the final two innings. And I mean, what can you say about today other than disappointing, embarrassing, frustrating, need to put it behind them? What can you say about these last three days other than the bleeding has to stop now? Otherwise you're playing with fire. If this gets to five, six consecutive losses, uh, Ben says over the last handful of years, how many times have we heard the Padres had the top offseason slash trade deadline with the best closer pitcher bat on the market, all of this with no results and a very flawed roster. There is something to be said about winning the offseason or winning the press conference or winning the trade deadline. They've done all that. that. Um, won the offseason with Bob Melvin's hire, or the press conference. Won previous offseasons with Manny Machado. Won trade deadlines with Juan Soto. Um, 2020, they turned over a third of their roster at the deadline, trying to maybe steal a World Series that year. It didn't fully work out. They had injuries to Mike Clevenger and Denelson LeMet, so they really didn't have a chance to win a World Series in that short year in 2020. But um, you're right, Ben. I think that's well said. I think it's more... Yeah, for all this stuff that happens off field, can they put a cohesive roster on a field for 162 games? And the truth is, with AJ Preller, nobody knows the answer to that. AJ Preller, in all these years, has had one team that finished over 500, and it was a 37 and 23 team. That's a great 60 games, obviously. But if that team played 162 games, we don't know if they would have been over 500 or not without Denelson Lamette or Mike Clevenger for the final 100 games. 100 games. So, he's trying to get this team over the hump for the first time basically in a full season in his career as GM. Um, will they finish over 500? I mean, they should at this point. This doesn't feel like last year's collapse. They've played better later than they did last year. But um it still needs to be finished off. They still need to find a way to win 13, 14, 15 times in these final 26 games. And I don't want to be here the day that this season ends and we say once again it was another one in 100-year collapse. Nobody wants to go through that. I don't know who we're going to hold accountable for that if it happens. It's not going to be Peter Seidler. Some people will be calling for A.J. Preller. Some people will talk about Bob Melvin. I should I wouldn't say the, the manager needs to be replaced. I wouldn't want another manager, a fourth manager in five years. And who, who are you going to turn to if not Bob Melvin? So um they need to find a way to get in. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of head scratching and second guessing throughout a very long offseason it would be a very long offseason um there's no question about that um yeah i mean show today like a lot of snapdragon stadium a lot of aztec football a lot of padres baseball i mean there really is i mean you know it's just listen three to six on 760 please tune in day in and day out i mean we're we're talking as much padres as anyone is and Getting you ready for that night's game and breaking down the game before and trying to figure this out just like everyone else is trying to figure this out. Um, And it's been challenging. It really has been challenging here Um, in the second half of the year. They just cannot, cannot get going. Uh, Anything else, guys, that we have missed on? Anything else we have missed on here tonight? Just look at this box score real quick. I talk about the bullpen. I, you know, my immediate reaction when Stephen Wilson came on the mound, Jim would tell you this is why Stephen Wilson first out of the bullpen in one nothing game. But then I forgot that yesterday Mike Levinger went three and two third innings. So you had a tax bullpen. You went Wilson Martinez. Um, surprisingly, Nick Martinez didn't have a great outing. Allowed two runs in an inning. Stephen Wilson allowed a run in an inning. But you know, your starting pitching was good enough. But Ryan Nelson. And then two relievers throwing 19 pitches and working two hitless one, two, three, eighth and ninth innings. I mean, listless, just crazy the way they're playing at home. It's just crazy the way they're playing at home. And like, what, what, what's it going to take to get out of it? I mean, they've scored nine runs in their last seven home games. They scored nine runs in that first game after the trade deadline with Brandon Drury and, and Juan Soto and Josh Bell. When Drury hit that grand slam in the first inning, against Colorado, and they won 9-4 or whatever the score was, but they scored five runs in that first inning. So There's no team in baseball that's struggling like this on offense at home other than the Padres right now. There's just no team in baseball struggling this badly. Adam, thank you for saying this. He says, uh, you're the man. I listened to you on the radio wrap-up. We appreciate that, Adam. Yes, please, guys, if you uh, want more of this content, subscribe to the wrap-up show or listen to us on the radio, iHeartRadio app. Search for San Diego Sports 760. Uh, thank you so much for this. Thanks, John. Tough watch today. Tough for you to provide a forum tonight, I'm sure. No, it's not tough to provide a forum, to be honest. I just, you know, and I listen, I make excuses too. And, I, and I'm all for blame and accountability. I really am. I really am. <laughs> because I think I'm pretty critical. Um, I just don't know on a night like tonight where I want to point my blame. I personally don't start with Juan Soto, who was 0 for 4 and had opportunities to come through in big spots. But, I'm like, there's a lot of games over the course of a year where even guys that have all-star MVP caliber years don't have good games or even week-long stretches or longer so yeah he hasn't been good for the last two weeks but like to pin what's going on right now in Juan Soto to me I think is a little unfair I'll pin it on everyone in that lineup if you want um I can pin a little bit of this on Bob Melvin I can pin it on this bullpen um yeah I could pin it on this front office if you want because of this you know the lack of depth with your bench the fact that Matt Beatty is starting oh Jesus Christ <laughs> no, oh no! You have your AC. Can you hear me,
2: mm-hmm. dude? We have the AC unit. We just got home. We almost died.
1: What? So tell tell the tell us what's going on.
2: So we've been looking for an AC. Hold on. Go to the go. Make, put me on the left, John.
1: Um. Okay. Stand by. Okay. How do I do that? You're back.
2: Okay. Hold on. There we go. Can you hear me?
1: Mm-hmm. We got you. Okay.
2: So basically what happened was we uh, found a unit. We found somebody They're like, oh yeah, we'll meet you at like seven. We'll like seven thirty. And it was like, no, okay, that that's great. Hold on a second here, I gotta fix this because it's bothering me. Okay, cool. So found found a unit. It was like seven thirty. This person's like, yeah, I'll I'll give it to you guys. And mm-hmm. so like, oh perfect, where where can we meet you? Doesn't respond. Doesn't respond. Doesn't respond. <laughs> We're waiting. We're waiting, we're waiting. We message we like triple text this guy, like, hey, can you like tell us if you sold it or not? Like we need to know because we need to we need to figure out where where to where to get one, right? We need to move on. Finally at like eight ten. He's like, Yeah, sure. I I'm ready to go. I have it ready. Uh I'm in Chula Vista and here's where you guys can meet me. Go just go here. We're like, Okay, cool, mm-hmm. we'll just whatever. So we're driving there, and we're messaging him, like, hey, where should we go? doesn't respond. We finally get to where he tells us to go, which is, like, a road near a park. And we're like, okay, what? this is not sketch or anything. Mm-hmm. And we get there. He's like, yeah, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And it's, like, 8.45. we're like, oh, my God. So wait about 15 minutes. We let him know, all right, where are you? And he's like, I'm about five minutes away. Meet me at the park. There's a park That's- next to this place."
1: That's sketch.
2: So we go to this park and we're, we parked by like this, these tennis courts where there's a bunch of people playing. There's some people playing tennis and there's some people on the basketball courts playing basketball. So like, all right, look, if we die, at least we have witnesses. We know what's going on. So I message him and he's like, Hey, can I get your phone number? I'm like, Oh God, give him my phone number. Doesn't text me for like 10 minutes. Like, dude, what the hell is going on? Finally, he texts me. He goes, Hey, here's my location. It's a location like five minutes away. I'm like, Dude, no, your meeting is at this park. You're coming here now. So I call him, and he goes, Yeah, I'm coming to the park right now. I'm in a white mini. And we're like, Oh, Oh, that's not not literally just.
1: You're meeting some guy in a white minivan in the middle of the night? No, no, no. Not sketched at all. So what happened?
2: Trying to pick up an AC unit of park. (laughs) So he pulls up, and and he pulls up in a white, like, free candy minivan. You know those kind of minivans, right? (laughs) Yes. Pulls up, gets out, tiny little guy, and he goes, hey, uh, here you go. He opens the back. Of the minivan, of the minivan, and there's like ten brand new portable AC units what? in this minivan. Where do you get? And he's like, you guys, what color do you guys want? You guys want the? He's like, you guys want the white one or the black one? And we're like, dude, we'll take whatever.
1: Yeah, and take we look at it, we
2: see it. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, right. he 100 stole these, by the way. Like, there's no chance these are like, you know, it's, brand, it's literally brand new. Mm-hmm. Shows us it. We're like all right we pay him the money and he's like his name was like uh, Andrew and he's like yeah can you pay Juan we're like okay well, how would you right? pay Juan like venmo so we finally get the get it through uh I don't know I don't know what we paid him through but it worked and just got home just set it up and it worked and we he just got a brand new port waste unit. That was probably $700 for like 300 bucks.
1: And now are you at um, a relationship girls place? Or are you at the place you were at last night? <laughs> are you on 10 minutes delay? I can't hear you. Yeah. I couldn't hear you.
2: Your internet sucks by the way. Does it? It's your internet. Whose
1: internet sucks right now? Is it Jim's or mine?
2: All right, John's
1: internet sucks. <laughs> it has been bad recently. It I has. think It's
2: yours. You're the one that's
1: freezing on. Yeah. Hold on, let me get to a couple of supers that rolled in here late. Then we'll talk about your air conditioning unit. Um, we've been. I listen. I've taken a lot. Of, it's been a lot of Soto talk, man. There's been a lot of Soto talk, um, which I think is a little bit misguided anger. Like you tell me that the reason that the Padres are in this position of being five games under 500 the last three months is because one Soto. It's two for his last 23. I mean, I don't know. Everyone deserves a stretch like that and the ability to work themselves out of it. Machado's had that stretch this year, and he's worked himself out of it. Um, Patman says, what game do they clinch playoffs if they do? Uh, a game very close to the end of the regular last season. The season. <laughs> last few days. It'll be the last few days. By the way, it.
2: dude, my internet's crap. I think I'm bound out
1: your internet's terrible. Okay, you can roll. Let yeah, you've done you've done enough work here tonight. You you're John, good. my, my I'm down out.
2: Sorry. I just want to let uh, everyone know I am supposed alive, to read I'm, I, I'm supposed to read this is for a well my well-being. <laughs> I'm
1: what? kicking you. Okay, out. I'm waiting. I it's um hmm Hold on. Stand by. Okay, I'm go all the way back all the way back I'm burning up by the way. I probably lost like thirty pounds this last like week Hold well, on. I'm gonna go
2: in the, uh the bedroom in about five minutes here and uh it's gonna be sixty five degrees
1: must be nice. I might be coming over um
2: okay <laughs> jared you, you do spam the hell out of my ig <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah
1: all right get out of here dude. I, just don't, I just don't have no,
2: i just i just don't have notifications turned on so i never see him on time
1: yeah i don't use notifications on, on the instagram either
2: yeah but jared if you want to just vent somewhere you can you can vent on my instagram it's okay
1: All right, you roll. All
2: right, kill me. Bye.
1: So that was Jim. That was Jim. Um, <laughs> all right, let me get rid of Jim. All right, on that note, on that note, guys. Um, before we get out of here, hold on one sec. Oh wait, hold on. We just had. I'm going to get you where you at Productions. We're not going anywhere. I'm going to get you in one moment. So thank you very much for the super. If you guys want to get in some last minute supers, we, hey, what the hell? I mean, I'm sitting here burning my ass off as it is. What else are we doing if you guys want to hang out for another few minutes we can do that um, i'm going to get to that super in a moment i do want to remind you about our podcast which is the audio edition of the wrap-up show or the official podcast of friars on presented by higher impact financial please check them out at higher impact financial.com and thank you eric lanier for your support of this channel eric is a san diegan born and raised and a huge padres fan He's got one goal, which is to align his clients' values and passions with their finances. He's a fiduciary, which means he'll only make recommendations that truly make sense for you and are in your best interest. He specializes in retirement planning for individuals and couples who are looking to retire in five years or less and uh, looking for a retirement income analysis as well. Along with that, if you're a new family trying to figure out financial planning and investing, Eric can help you too whether it's figuring out how to manage your debt or paying for college for your kids or improving your cash flow, call Eric, 951-383-3033. Write that number down, 951-383-3033. You can get a free phone or Zoom consultation and check out the website. Again, higherimpactfinancial.com, higherimpactfinancial.com. Again, if you support this channel, please support our partners, including Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. All right, let me get to uh, the Supers that are rolling in late tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here this evening. Um, So where you at production says this. I screamed at my phone, hit the effing ball. They need help. This seems to always happen after we lose to the Dodgers. We have to figure this out. Uh, we're running out of time. Just like last year, it's not Soto, it's the team. Yeah, everyone's accountable. I mean, I, I'm fine putting some level of blame on Juan Soto, especially the way he's played here recently. That's 100% reasonable and fine. Um, And I get it. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Like this guy was traded for with very high expectations. So it's not like he traded for Jay Cronenworth and nobody had any clue who Jay Cronenworth was. And he was doing this over his first month in a Padres uniform. That would be completely different. So I do understand that. Um, But they do need to get this thing fixed sooner rather than later. All these home games are kind of quasi-concerning because they can't score at home. Uh, They're playing good teams at home, like the Dodgers and like the Diamondbacks are good right now. They still have the Giants at home. White Sox have been up and down, but for me are a little scary. So, um, yeah, just a frustrating three days is what it is. Um, You know, if they would have found a way to come from behind to beat the Dodgers yesterday, that would have been terrific, but they didn't. If they would have found a way to show up Saturday or Monday, things would be different, but they didn't. So now they're in the midst of another three-game losing streak at a very inopportune time. I mean, there's just not a lot of days remaining to have stretches like this. Like, you got to avoid another three-game losing streak this year. And they need to stop this thing now. This can't stretch to five or six, because at five or six, it's like you're left wondering, are they going to be able to dig themselves out of this? Um, Thank you, Jorge. Thank you, Jorge. Uh, you missed a good back and forth, a pretty heated, um, animated discussion related to the way the Padres have played here over the course of the last three days, including today. It's, I think it's inexcusable. I don't think there's any excuse for the way they're playing. I think it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to lose in the manner in which they've lost two of these last three games, Manaya on Saturday night, and today against this guy making his major league debut. And they just have to be better. And to see 100 pitches all day long, uh, what's the excuse? It was hot. It was a day game. They played last night in L.A. It was Sunday night baseball. I'm tired of the excuses. And I don't think Bob Melvin's making excuses. Honestly, I don't think he is. Um, But it just seems like there's an excuse every time they don't play well. And there's not. what's the excuse going to be if they miss out? What's the excuse going to be if they miss out? Um, What am I missing here today? What am I missing in the chat? Yeah, Jorge, and thank you again. I mean, it just it is. Um, you know, you look at this thing in its entirety. It's pulling up MLB standings real quick. Like you look at this thing in its entirety, and you say to yourself, "Hold on, the Padres without Fernando Tatis Jr., but again having acquired Juan Soto, are seventy four and sixty two, five forty four winning percentage, thirty five and twenty nine at home, playing in front of nearly forty thousand a night, thirty nine and thirty three on the road." Six and four in their last 10 games. Of course, they were six and one. Now they've lost their last three. That's who they've been. It's a, you know, solid year. Nothing to write home about. You could argue probably to the level of what you would have expected in the absence of Tatis. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's who they are right now. And, you know, they're taking on teams that are going to be comparable to them here to finish or better, like the Dodgers, who have been better, like the Cardinals, who are a handful of games better. Then the Padres. And, you know, you look in the American League, you got a couple of games still against Seattle. Seattle is 8 and 2 in their last 10 games and 76 and 59 overall. So, time to earn it, not falling into anything, not falling into it. I, I don't see it. These final 26 games, I, I don't think 10 and 16 is enough. I just don't. I mean, I guess it's possible if the Brewers don't play good baseball, but look at the final week of the season. The Brewers play no one, and you've, you know, that's concerning. If you don't put them away by then, That's concerning. It really is. All right, guys, I think that is uh, by and large going to do it for this Labor Day edition of the Wrap Up Show. Hopefully more fun times ahead tomorrow. Hopefully Jim will be back for the entirety of the show tomorrow as well. Please subscribe. That's all we ask. Live or on replay, please subscribe if you're a Padres fan or a baseball fan. You want this content more often. You want to be notified when we have these shows live or on replay subscribe and hit the notification bell smash the like button for me tonight as well follow me on twitter at john schaefer follow our radio show at john and jim we'll be back with you tomorrow on the radio by the way breaking this down for another three hours trying to figure out this team like everyone is three to six on the all-new san diego sports 760 also on the iheart radio app if you want to become a member click that join button down below great way to support this channel. Please support our partners. Like I always tell you, please support our partners, whether it's Mark Nimitz, the title sponsor of the wrap-up show. Mark Nimitz, auto, home, renter's life, earthquake insurance. Mark is your guy. He can save you $750. I see these supers that are coming in. I will get to them, by the way. Thank you. Um, $750 or more, he can help save you. So Check out the website. There's a link down below. Aura Aura.organic. off your very first order through Aura, plant-based products, including probiotics, proteins, so much more. And then Omar Sanchez, Edge Home Finance, great new website, loansbyomar.com. Please check it out, loansbyomar.com. Please support our partners. It's the only way we're able to do this each and every day. I want to get to this from Where You At Productions. Thank you again. He says, uh, the guys who have been struggling need to step up, especially Grisham, 192 batting average. Hello. Is it even 192 after today? It's 190. 190 with a 654 OPS. And listen, we've all been critical of, of Trent Grisham, and I get it. You, you're not comparing Trent Grisham to Juan Soto, but Grisham's been bad all year. Soto's been bad for two weeks. Grisham's been bad all year. You know, Beatty has done nothing all year. You know, Cronoworth has had moments, but hasn't, necessarily been the player i think a lot of padres fans were hoping for bell has not been the player padres fans were hoping for since the trade profar went in that huge slump after the tati suspension hopefully he's coming out of it right now did have two hits today including a pair of doubles the only extra base hits for the padres both doubles off the starter ryan nelson um so yeah again it's it's not one player it's not grisham it's not it's not one player it doesn't work like that This sport does not work like that it just doesn't but um There's a lot of blame to go around. There's definitely a lot of blame uh, to go around. All right, guys. Um, Thank you again. I will see you tomorrow on the radio at 3 p.m., or you'll hear us on the radio tomorrow at 3 p.m., and we'll see you tomorrow after the game. Game two of a three-game series. 6.40 is the start time. Um, An important game for Joe Musgrove and the Padres trying to bounce back in game two of a three-game series. So thank you. We'll do it again tomorrow night.